minutes. We'll, we'll see if you do 20 more minutes. No, I have to. I what have do you to have to do? Okay. What do you have to do? I have to write the rest of the ship for the marathon because now we finished booking it. I have to. Now they finished the trailer. Please. <laughs> That's your all's fault. Not my problem. I agree, but it's reality. So keep going. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So the Fable Men. I don't know. Was there anything else at the notable movies that we talked a little bit about this Bardo movie that no one cares about. Um, yeah. Was there anything that made a... Or do we just want to move on to this article? Oh, I mean, I am excited about... I mean, I'm always excited. Ruben Oslin still hasn't missed for me. So right. I'm excited for the sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping, though... Not that the circle wasn't still going hard, but I hope he's really going back to the force majeure days. Of just you know really yeah. eviscerating <laughs> you know what would be you know what would be cool is if he did a movie for a company called a24 uh, wouldn't that be cool don't you think they're like a cool company no well didn't you want to talk to me about an a24 title that you recently just saw because now folks especially because <laughs> we're breaking these up we now all we've established that we can we can do it all we're renaissance men we can do reviews okay. and read Armand White articles. <laughs> no, I thought it was stopping there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We can, we can read, yeah. <laughs> we can tie our shoes. We Sorry. can get the Velcro on our shoes fastened very tightly. <laughs> and- um, Not too tight though, because the diabetes sucks, gotta breathe. Yes, yes. And it's a little hard when I'm running to the store to grab cupcakes every five minutes. <laughs> but John is Jack, director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie I'm in is called I Am Jack. <laughs> it's the Tropic Thunder Jack, I Am Sam crossover you never needed. <laughs> But what he does in I Am Sam, I never did. In fact, it happened to me by a famous actor. <laughs> uh, so, um, so what A24... <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I Am Sam is based on Olivia Wilde. <laughs> okay. So what... Um, what you saw a movie that you uh you wanted a review corner well we only have one to do no 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 not a review corner it doesn't deserve that oh okay what do you have to say about this movie well i want to know what you think first i finally watched we've talked about ty west before we both are, uh, enjoy house of the devil and the innkeepers i enjoy house of the devil up until the very end of the movie sure sure i, I like when it kind of feels like a ricardo freda like the italian gothic film and it's like her walking around the house i think that's great um the innkeepers innkeepers i love um except shockingly for me even though schlitz is obviously makes up a lot of my blood literally well Um, i like schlitz we can come together on that well yeah but the product placement they went so far with it that it's just weird that annoying uh, character, that that secondary character who works at the hotel. I find that guy, yeah. that character, yeah. super obnoxious. Yep, but I really, but the, but the 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 horror elements outside of the script, I do I do still like. I really like that. But well, everything everything else after that, I don't, I guess, care so much. But 
I always watch them, so I guess there's something at least that I seem to like, but I finally watched X. <laughs> what did you think of X? Hmm. Well, okay. I like X because X to me fills the void that most of these modern slashers to me miss. Uh, that includes your beloved Texas Chainsaw 45 or whatever. Beloved strong. Calm down. You love it. <laughs> Will was trying to pair that in highs and lows, and I was like, okay, bro, it just came out. Shots fired. Chill. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah, he really wanted to do it with Born on the Fourth of July, and I was like, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I don't think there's anything amazing about it. I think, again, the ending blows it. Uh, especially the the stinger at the end, but um, I think up until that point, you're operating on a pretty good borderline, your standard slasher horror movie. I think it, I think it operates very well. It just makes me think like, why is no one called Ty West to do these stupid Halloween reboots? Like, cause, cause they're, cause it's all tied into the housewives. We talked about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. We might have a bigger expose on that. Yeah, we got to. Because we're still worried about something we covered a year ago. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just think I like the opening shot next. I mean, that's like, you know, when it makes it seem like it's a, oh, it's a box. Oh, no, it's a wide screen. (laughs) Okay, maybe I'm not making this seem like I actually like the movie. I do like it. I hear you. I hear you. I think that it's, uh, well, Mia Goth, any day. Well, but that's why you like it. That's the truth. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Fuck. I wish Olivia Wilde had ruined Shia's career so she could release her back into the wild. In the, the wild. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we could bond over. Um, Jesus Christ. way to just go about being like i would just i just love to make out (laughs) i would love to smell your hair mia goth um (laughs) you are so beautiful uh he's gotten full troglodyte on (laughs) (laughs) she looks like anna wyamikowski a little or anna wyamikowski yeah can i say her name right Anna, Anna Mia Wasikowskis. Uh, yeah, Anna Mia Wasikowskis. Yeah, <laughs> she looks. She's a, she's beautiful, and even when she's in that old old makeup, um, because I know it's her under there. Uh, oh, I love makeup like that. Yeah, I know you oh, do. That's actually the thing I hate the most is the fucking old makeup. Yeah, the old makeup is stupid. Okay, so, I don't know. It sounds like you have some opinions on this. Well, why don't you uh, it's tell? Mostly us. just that. That ruined it. That ruined it all. The kinds of movies you tell me you can sit through <laughs> and the fucking makeup on Mia Goth ruined it for you? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, because, well, okay. There are different things to take into consideration when we're talking about the kind of movies you're alluding to here. And that's the the mental state of people making them, the money that was used, the, uh, you know, the if we want to say the word, the privilege given to what they can do, 
Ty West can do whatever the fuck he wants right now. Yeah. And the that's why I get so mad. The choice to do that shit was so stupid. I hated every scene and everything else I was pretty much there for, except I hated that don't cut to the fake 16 millimeter footage of the porn if you're not going to shoot on 16, but that's fine. I can it get past that. It was a little felt like Whatever. the show The Deuce. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I can get that's that's not a that's not an actual issue to derail a movie for me at all. All the I only can, thing that kept Will in was Kid Cuddy's penis in silhouette. Wait, is Kid Cuddy in that? I don't know what he looks like. Is that him? Yeah. I've never seen I don't him. have to oh, tell that's you. Kid Cuddy? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, that's Kid Cuddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he plays the old man. No, I, I'm sure that was I'm sure I knew that at some point when it was coming out. And not I, <laughs> I didn't I even thought I was like, this guy's pretty funny. I wonder if he's been in anything else. Yeah, he's bad mouthing Kanye on Instagram. Yeah. Kid Cuddy. That's Kid Cuddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star I didn't know he was hot. show about Kid Cuddy. I didn't know he was hot. Okay. Honestly, I because of the name, I always kind of saw him as like a yeah. like little Uzi Vert looking fellow, but it's yes, like that's what I pictured. Very like, yeah, exactly. Big ass dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, but so what'd you think of his penis? I mean, I'd I wouldn't be mad to actually see it. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good huh. If we were on a radio show and we could immediately run things back, I would save that forever to be able to go, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> we're going to get a soundboard eventually, people. Oh, we will. We, we will. just need money. Yeah, we just need money. Yeah. But that's really it. I, I it, it pissed me off. The ending, yes, but again, it's Ty West, so I expect that the ending is going to be dumb because he can't seem to resist. But again, I can look, you know this well with some of the movies I love, I can totally ignore and forget an ending easily if I enjoyed myself up to that point. But the old people shit was so stupid. I'm with you on that. Like why? I don't, it was, oh. And it it felt to me, the kind of show that I don't like, and it reminded me of Ty West's background, which is a really, really always wealthy kid. He's from Connecticut, right? Oh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It reminded me of that background of a sneering fucking bitch who's confident he's smarter than everybody in the room at all times. And he's like, I'm going to pull this on you. You fucking idiots will never see this coming. You're so fucking stupid and you've never seen any movies ever. That's what it felt like. I'm with you. There is, I like the meat and potatoes slasher beats of it. Oh, agreed. In Agreed. fact, those Same. basic elements were magnified because we don't get them anymore. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Well, that's why we like House of the Devil and Innkeepers when they work because he 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 does yeah. understand actual genre and beats, yeah, and he's great at it. But he can't seem to keep out the part where he's smarter than everyone on earth. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know why things need to be this like that. There has to be some great greater element to it. It's kind of what we were saying about Jordan Peele forever ago. It's like. Yeah. This elevated horror bullshit has to die yeah. sooner than later. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Horror movies have always been intelligent. And I don't need to tell you that. You know that. Yep. Deep in your fucked up hearts, you know that. 
And there's always been stuff that's really like insanely art house leaning, and there's stuff that's always been paint by numbers. Sure. You have have forgotten films like Messiah of Evil, written by the people who gave us Temple of Doom, that gives us something of an art house creepy vibe. But then you have shit like recently played at the Music Box, a movie, Larry Cohen's It's Alive, a movie about a killer baby. Well, is that, that probably sounds like some uh, vinegar syndrome schlock that you all can be like, wow, this is crazy. But unfortunately, and fortunately, you have a movie as richly textured emotionally as like a John Cassavetes movie. So yeah. like my point is a movie about a killer baby that kills everyone in the delivery room was elevated enough. Yes. It was well, way more elevated than any of this bullshit coming out right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. I, I wish he would stop. It's really just that. It's just his sneering fucking chin up rich kid bullshit that kills it every fucking time. And I was sad because I was so there. And then the first time I saw <laughs> that they old, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And the actors, <laughs> apparently Kid Cudi, but everyone, everyone's great. The casting. Oh. Everyone's really good in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Obviously, I'll still watch Pearl and see if he can make a genuine movie without... Let me know. I'm skipping Pearl. Godard just died. I'm too sick of hearing people be like, this is a masterpiece. (laughs) I'm not being in this world. If he was cool, that's what would be on the poster. You (laughs) let me know. I'm skipping Pearl. Godard just died. I don't give a shit. Fuck. (laughs) You all are throwing masterpiece around like it just can it's uh this just very loose easy to uh proclaim a thing that shit and i'm not having it the the digital bullshit technicolor i'm saying don't give a shit it also seems stupid that you're mythologizing yourself after you made one fucking movie recently that is like we stated just okay and again, and we, we know why you did this it. We know why around. you did it. It was to keep me a close. And believe me, brother, I'd have done the same thing. <laughs> but here's why I'm better than you. I would have developed a Pearl trilogy, so she would oh, never. It's already done. They already announced the third. What? Yeah, it's already announced. Me is before Pearl opened. Yeah, it's literally a Pearl. Trilogy. Okay, you're a smarter man than I thought. Good on you. <laughs> I know what you're doing. It doesn't have anything to do with the movies, but I I see you. Yep. Okay, well, that's news to me. Look, breaking news, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's so happening. That is so stupid. Already happening. Let's finish it out, Strong. Here's an article about A24. Came from everyone's favorite internet oh, website. Yep. Oh, you know it's coming. We've been dying to get this one off our chest. Uh, this because this is from like a couple weeks ago. But um, Collider, Will's favorite. It's his homepage. Mm-hmm. Um, this is written by Luna Guthrie, and boy, do we have a head on our hands here. The uh, the title of the article is Vampire is an A24 horror movie that just happened to come out in 1932. How A24 harkens back to the surrealist greats of the 1930s. Now, well, 
before we get into this, and we don't need to go in deep because we're going to read the whole article. Is there anything you spot there that seems like, like maybe like unnecessary? I mean, all of it. <laughs> well, let's read on because obviously we're going to next year. So, Luna starts the article. When A24 was founded in 2012, it was with a particular goal in mind to make movies from a distinctive point of view and bring some excitement back to film. Yeah. More than 80 years earlier, at a time when talkies were upending the entire entertainment industry, Danish director Carl Theodor Dreyer intended for his next project to be something quite different and removed from the interference of all powerful studio system. Okay, that's one sentence, and it's not even broken up by a paragraph. <laughs> well, because it, it's really hard wow. to copy and paste from Wikipedia. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really hard when you, you know, learn stuff. So I, I, I'm trying not to give my total thoughts just yet. Yeah, but, just keep um, reading. <laughs> yeah. So, although separated by decades, languages and social climates, Holy shit. This is what you should have said. This is a stupid idea. <laughs> I'm telling my editor I'm not doing this. Although separated by decades, languages, and social climates, Dreyer and A24 would make their marks with brooding and creative films that examine the inner workings of the mind of humanity of life itself. No, ain't gonna, ain't gonna, ain't gonna challenge that one. Shit. I mean, I, as we've always said, A24 is one of the greatest auteurs out there. Well, yeah, that's the filmmaker every time. Yeah, well, it's uh, Grimes' baby. <laughs> um, Holy shit. Yeah. Mm. It can't, are we, we're, and we're a thousand percent sure it's not a joke. I've had two weeks to uh, vet this one. It's not a yeah. joke. I mean, it I actually involved me emailing the writer of this article. Uh, she has not emailed me back. <laughs> I thought by chance I would surprise you and we can get her to come on. Uh, Luna, that happened. Luna, gr- great granddaughter of Arlo Guthrie. <laughs> she's she's unavailable right now. She's working on her next Collider article. Mm-hmm. Which actually, let me take one second. Yeah, I was gonna say, wait, is she anything come out since? She's got an article about porn chic. I bet you would love that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, she's got the fascinating story behind Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, my God. Twelve uh-huh. of Antonio Banderas's best performances. Interview with the Vampire and the Untapped Potential of the Vampire Chronicles. What? How the Whipper <laughs> Man changed horror movies forever. <laughs> Uh-oh, how Crossroads starred Britney Spears elevated the pop star movie. Now she's cutting into our territory there. This is why it's hard for me to believe it's not a joke, though, because it's all so on the nose and such perfect, like, cutting meanness. Ooh, nine video nasties worth watching. <laughs> why the Rage Carry 2 deserves another look. And how Deep Blue Sea put the bite back in shark movies. Oh, my God. Okay, I can't keep reading those. Do we have any information on the age of this human? I'm going to, from what I can tell, 19. 
I hope. Yeah. Let's if, if if they're if they're 19, I'll even I will back off so much. But yeah, they could be 18. I mean, they look young. I so. just can't like this is it's just to such a level, but okay, pardon me. If they're truly if this is a teenager, it it, it terrifies me and depresses me greatly because that tells me we're finally seeing truly the first wave of pure internet babies right yes because if these are written in earnest or, and it for sure is as you will see if you can take the tumble in your own mind and be like holy shit i have this idea i think i think vampire is the first a24 movie Whoa. I was sitting around thinking about A24 and how much I love their entire output. And then uh, I was watching on my Roku, uh, the Criterion <laughs> channel, um, and I stumbled across this movie and it's about a vampire. And I thought, wow, this is more than just a vampire movie. And then I started <laughs> thinking more about how A24 horror movies are more than just horror movies. So here she goes. Yeah, here we go. This is a good paragraph. Already well-established as a director and enjoying much glory for his previous picture, The Passion of Joan of Arc, much like the director Alex Garland of Men. I editorialized. Dreyer had quite the task on his hands with making an independent production. So luckily for him, an interesting offer came his way. Through association with blah, 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 blah. he agreed to finance his movie and with the idea of exploiting the currently popular vampire market, the two men set to work on vampire vampire. I think the market was movies. People still went to see fucking movies when they came out. Vampire movies were all the rage. Pictures. Yeah. They Not, were all- I don't think there were fucking trends yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, people came to see uh, queer vampires, dude. Do you not? <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's what was happening in 1930. Uh... Vampire movies had come out, yes. But okay, so again, Dracula had come out. We're still just, people went to see movies. Right. Ten years before that, Nosferatu had come out. London After Midnight had come out. And then Dracula. Okay. But that trend was going strong. Um, Okay, then she says, it is a remarkably adventurous piece of cinema, far more in keeping with the emerging surrealist art movement of its time, Bunuel and Dali, they teamed up for Unshi and Andalou, Lodge d'Or. She's she's a film, she knows what she's talking about. And (laughs) Jean Katsu with Blood of a Poe. Following them clicks. No, this is deep shit. Um, such artists were breaking out and shaking off the constraints of the studio system to that point had largely governed feature film. Well, that's true. Boonwell was known, well known as a <laughs> studio director at that point. Um, uh, someone's um, got to tell her about the, the, the similarly studio shaking band, the Pixies and their connection to the, and illusion dog really from yeah. that article. Yeah. Pixies. 10 films, the Pixies were connected to the a 24 should remake. Right. Pixie is almost as overrated as A24. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if there's one bone machine, it's right here. Good. (laughs) Except my bone doesn't have a little machine. It's a big machine. Um, 
<laughs> okay. As with, sorry, I'm fucked up. You know, um, it's been a tough week. We're doing it's all right. Been a tough life. As with any good indie production, this forced filmmakers to get creative and arguably try a lot harder than they otherwise would have to. That's oh, true. Goodness. When sound came in, you did have to try a little bit harder. <laughs> I'm just, I can't believe we're reading something that's using the term indie retroactively. Those indie filmmakers in the early 30s were... Uh, I hope her porn cheek article talks about the indie filmmakers making 8mm porn loops in the 10s. I'm going to send you the porn chic article. I'm not going to read it, and you can tell me what you think. Yeah, I'll read it in the morning when I'm on the way to work. <laughs> yeah. Money was tight, so shoots were cheap. On-location affairs with minimal equipment and often unknown actors. Yeah, well, that's because of um, definitely that they were indie productions, not that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's an, it's an art form finally getting up on its... Uh, no. barely formed legs but no no um their interest their interest was not really in making money although that couldn't hurt but oh. in creating what is this what fucking kind of article is this oh, i can't i'm having trouble believing it's real this is real the interest no. was not really in making money yeah okay uh but in creating something truly unique and expanding their own artistic minds and exploring ideas in ways that audiences hadn't before well that's pretty easy to do when you have less than a couple decades of an art form to uh show to somebody the horror vein of a24's productions has quite a particular flavor both in terms of composition and themes oh yeah that's all through all of them The movies often focus on manifestations of the human psyche. Emotions such as grief, (laughs) loss, fear, and insecurity, while taking on visual and oral styles that creep up in the realm of surrealism. I hate to break it to you. You just described what a horror movie is. The storytelling always looks to shake off the conventions of the genre in ways that are inherently unsettling. No? Okay. Regular horror movie going regular horror movie going leaves viewers anticipating a certain kind of movies these days. Okay. So that when a shot is widely framed with plenty of visible background, the audience scans it for the inevitable ghoul lurking about or sudden face at the window. I guess. Any period of silence is expected to climax in a sudden loud noise. That's about the tackiest cliche you could ever attach to a horror movie going. A24 is uninterested in such fodder, of course, because they are. I've never seen a cheap jump scare in an A24 movie. Never once. (laughs) God, I kind of want, do I have caviar? I think I need like finger food while I read this um a24 is uninterested in such fodder and in fact uses these expectations to its advantage you bet they do the total lack of horror conventions leaves the viewer on edge let me take that back the total lack of horror conventions well you're not wrong there there is something lacking in horror from those movies uh yeah leaves the viewer on edge constantly unnerved and never knowing when and where the threat will crop up 
I'm also like dying because this per that you know obviously opinion, but the two best movies that A24 have made are not horror movies. Also, and, and one of them's High Life, and the other is no High Life isn't even in the best two. I would agree. Spring Breakers and the Death of Dick Long. I never saw Death of Dick. I think you'd love that movie, dude. It's really you know what it's about, right? It's the fictionalized story of Mr. Hands. I did. <laughs> Do you know Mr. <laughs> you got to watch that shit. Anyway, okay, I, I, I will. I will. Watch it. Yes, I do. Know I'm just saying it's it's weird. I don't know. It just well, anyone who in their mind is like a 24 just does the best horror shit. I'm like, that's not even the the things they have done well are not even. horror movies. Did this upset you so far, Will? I no. Here's another good. Here's, I feel a new, good. here's a new paragraph. Um, okay, so she says, you know, never know when they crop up. This is certainly the case with Vampire. <sighs> Although you can never accuse it of being scary by modern standards, there is an uncanny otherworldliness about it that is unsettling. You know, uncanny covers both otherworldly and unsettling, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, that was amazing. She just, yeah, she used a word and then uncanny underworldliness. Other, yeah, uncanny, otherworldly, unsettling. Is that what it was? Yeah, synonyms. <laughs> Listen, I love to make word salad too. Um, well, you know, I only write and run on fucking adjective vomits. So I'm not here to be upset about strings of alliteration or anything at all, but. You can't just say the same word in three different ways. <laughs> I guess you can for collator. Uh, all the little grammar bugs out there, I'm sorry to do this to you. <laughs> I feel this way when he brings up Olivia Wilde. So I <laughs> I get it. It's, it's fucked up. Um, do you think when we make the Olivia Wilde Oscar t-shirts, people buy them to help pay for your mental health care? <laughs> I want to get this trending. I've had enough, and it's time. It's time to stop living in the in the dark. If we stick on it, we were mistaken. We could get Armand trending, but we can get Olivia going. Really, honestly, all you have to do is get uh, Shia on our side because he's winning right now. Uh, we can get Shia on our side. Yeah, and then all you have to do is quickly hide your age because, again, I think we're probably close to the same age as her. Yeah, I think we are. Well, here, let's see. Wait, okay. We got, let's, let's speed this up. Okay. We could do this forever because this is amazing. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, she's only oh. 38. Uh. <laughs> you know, she was your principal. Didn't feel like when that. When we were three. <laughs> when she was three. What's up next in this article? I okay. can't believe this. Uh, yeah, so she says... Oh yeah, read that back again. It's worth it one more time. Just although you can never angry. accuse it of being scary by modern standards, there <laughs> there is an uncanny otherworldliness about it that is unsettling. And if you missed it, folks, something is not right. <laughs> uncanny with either, also the, known with either as the movie or yeah, also known as. <laughs> 
Luna, put the tarot cards down <laughs> and just take a moment. It's going to be okay. We're going to get you through the rest of these Collider articles. We're breaking you down only to build you back up. <laughs> We're only um, here to help. So she's, she notes, a particularly brilliant sequence, one that leans fully into the Boonwell style of dreaminess. And of course, she's talking about the out-of-body experience of seeing himself in the coffin. Blah, 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 blah. She just describes the scene literally action for action. <laughs> uh, it is the perfect blend of relatable human fear and fairy tale menace. Holy shit. Damn, does this bench run for cinephile? <laughs> The prominence that's the best one yet. Yeah, that's pretty good. The prominence <laughs> of ancient folklore in A24 horrors is a defining characteristic. Okay, list that out for me, Luna. Is it? I mean, maybe it is, and I didn't notice, but I don't think so. Well, she's gonna tell us from the overt to the understated, there's a ritualistic undertone to its horror filmography. I'm willing to bet Luna. <laughs> does she just mean like there's witches and shit so it's i think so. mind tied to old mythology i'm gonna say with you right now i'm gonna bet you um some candy from the concession stand at music box during highs and lows that luna has an instagram account where she does that thing where she's a therapist and the uh person getting advice wait we're showing we're old isn't that tiktok yeah maybe but um <laughs> but you're right and i'll take i'll take that bet even though i know i'm gonna lose it yeah she's got one someone <laughs> find that for us from the overt to the understated there's a ritualistic undertone to a24's horror filmography some pictures look at the mythology and superstition of centuries past quite directly such as midsummer's depiction of pagan ceremony hereditary's focus on demonic worship uh and yeah, the, so she just means loose concepts okay yeah, basically and the witch's class of Pur puritans and the antichrist okay i guess you know what i think yeah wow this is definitely a trait that no other horror movies follow is uh now i'm thinking about it, a ritualistic mythology um, yeah name one i fucking dare you yeah can't yeah can't do it yeah, where's X fall into this, you dumbass motherfucker? <laughs> um, okay, she does say, Min is a very recent release for the company that is in keeping with these traditions. A relatable human situation is slowly but surely blended with essences of folklore, fairy tale, and pagan tradition. Well, Vampire lands smack in the middle of such dramatic styles. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I mean... <laughs> it's almost as if this was written just to troll you and me. I mean, this is madness-making. Like, do you think, is it possible, do either of us have any friends who would be committed enough to create a fake persona, write multiple articles, just to get to this one? <laughs> I have one. Who might? <laughs> uh, let's get that going. <laughs> because I don't think I can take much more of this. 
like Will has alluded to, we had a rough week. <laughs> I I am barely hanging on right now. What could I be doing right now? This is an audio podcast. But sometimes <laughs> even the performers have to do a little self-medicating. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's not enough water in it. Shit. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, that sounds like it's gonna be harsh, my dear. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to bubble. Just pour some beer in there. Hold on, hold on. Oh, a little bit. Okay. There's a little in there. This is gonna be a very interesting episode. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I'm sorry, folks. It's like people that have to go traverse the grounds of Chernobyl. <laughs> like that. Yeah. We have to gotta take precautions. So Vampire lands smack in the middle of such thematic styles. And just so we're aware, these are the thematic styles of men in midsummer. Mm-hmm. Carl Theodore Dreyer, smack in the middle of that. Um <laughs> The early 20th century was marked by a boom in spiritualism and curiosity in the supernatural. Wow, I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Seances and stage magic were becoming popular. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, a man of science and logic, well, thank you, Luna, because I would not have read on if I had not heard that, uh, spent his life chasing the possibility of the supernatural and was even fooled into believing that two little girls in Northern England had captured photographic evidence of fairies. We aren't padding this out at all. Definitely Luna had a real uh, good thesis for this one. The occult, and, uh, the occult and other worldly matters were at the forefront of public consciousness. And evidently this fed into the stories explored in the early years of cinema. Okay, in an era without the luxury of easily portable cameras or much sense of physical freedom on set, wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know they were darting all over the fucking place in that movie. What the hell are you talking about? It's well known that cameras and actors up through the seventies were literally chained to the floor. Mm -hmm. That shit's mos, dummy. Okay. It's a silent movie. Ah. <laughs> Restricted. Couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Where were we? Uh, she says, there is an eerily voyeuristic feeling that is achieved by the movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, all right. I, and we're just going to keep going through. She's describing uh, the Alan character walking through. Now she's talking about the camera moving. This cannot have been an easy thing to pull off so neatly. Well, it was when you don't have uh, boom mics hanging over the actors' heads. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's Carl Theodore Dreyer. Uh, yeah, pretty good at it. He knows what he, he might know his way around the kitchen. Yeah, he did okay. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> This cannot have been an easy thing to pull off so neatly, but the experienced director. Jesus Christ. But the experienced director, Carl Theodore Dreyer, clearly had much heart and thought to put into his work. 
even if he didn't have the studio money. Oh, he's an indie filmmaker. Yeah. Like fucking... uh, Indie darling of Master of the House is back this season with Vampire. (laughs) I want to write an article comparing the indie work of Carl Theodore Dreyer with the indie work of Kevin Smith. (laughs) It's just a hop, skip, and a jump away, my dear. (laughs) In this woman's mind, it just might be. (laughs) So... (laughs) I just... How Clerks echoes Maya Darren. <laughs> I'm just imagining Gertrude hanging outside the the quick stop, like chilling with Silent Bob <laughs> after she's left the men from her previous movie and goes to hang with the chill dudes uh-huh. at the quick stop in New Jersey. So where editing could have been utilized to stitch together slapdash footage a sophisticated approach is taken from Carl Dreyer, um, which cuts. <laughs> well, this is his first movie, so it makes sense. I swear, this person just was became familiar with the director of Passion of Joan of Arc. I'm sure they did. Today. Hey, this is going to blow her mind. <laughs> he made a gay movie in the 20s. Not true. That's never happened. What? I hate, I do not want to think when she gets a hold of the Pino <laughs> Lorber edition of Michael. <laughs> oh boy wait with john travolta yeah with john travolta <laughs> no you're thinking of phenomenon i think yes <laughs> wait isn't he in a movie called michael also yeah 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 but it, it is one of those like things where it was like the same movie came out the same year <laughs> um so yeah so where editing could have been utilized to stitch together yeah uh he's took a sophisticated approach which cuts with, with cuts placed very deliberately and timed <laughs> impeccably. Like He's so deliberate and impeccable of a filmmaker. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like the entirety of film criticism and culture and anal- uh, theory has written about this guy since the fucking 20s. <laughs> There's a fabulous shot, which is far ahead of its time. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's the scene where he's about to drive the steak. Um, by modern standards, it is a well-worn staple of editing, especially to build tension or keep censors happy by diverting from the main action. But here it is, innovative, and works well in a movie that is exciting and creative from start to finish. Was this written word in horror? spoken about vampire before. Have you guys heard of this movie, Vampire? It's both exciting and creative. <laughs> I want that on the uh, on the poster. The A24 re-release of Vampire. <laughs> exciting and creative. The first, for the first time, A24 partners with Eureka Classics and the British Film Institute to bring you something more exciting and creative than you've ever seen. <laughs> Are you do you feel like you have a very good um uh like where you're sitting right now, you feel secure in your seat. Oh, I'm I'm sitting on a couple spikes. <laughs> Let's move on to the next paragraph. I hope you're pinned down. Of course, the camera is essential to building the uncanny dream world of A24. Do you mean the apparatus that captures the movie? <laughs> no, 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 the other one. The one for set photos. I can't wait to see what she thinks about sound later. 
<laughs> Shots are often multi-layered, both visually and thematically, with depth of field used to eerie effect. Okay, she's 100% in film school right now. Yeah, has to be. And I'm sorry to Paul kids. It's not a knock. It's not your fault that you're in film school right now, but you can be above that. You don't well, have yeah, to. You are, everyone who's talked to us is already. Yeah. The trees of the forest look like cardboard cutouts. <laughs> This is so amazing. <laughs> is this the end of that sentence? Uh, well, that's what I'd like to end it. She talks about how the focus gets steadily blurried or something. I, okay. Uh, so just the use of camera focus in A24 movies is an essay in itself. <laughs> and is often played around with to create a not quite right feeling in the viewer. Much like an uncanny or an unsettling. <laughs> you already used well them. Someone used the thesaurus check. Holy shit. Um, in a graveyard scene of a woman talking to a priest, Min utilizes a focus blur in background that looks almost fisheye, causing the greenery to smudge into a spiral mess. <laughs> Just like vampire. <laughs> To the casual eye, nothing seems out of the ordinary. It is this Lynchian style of unreality that gives A24 horror its bite. It is always looking to throw the audience off by the tiniest margin so that everything feels a little queasy, but not enough to attract any suspicion like an old house built ever so slightly askew. Oh. I don't think we need to comment on that sentence. Also, that was one sentence. Yeah. I don't know what she means by Lynchian. I don't know that term. <laughs> Sound is another... Oh, here we go. Sound is another key component. <laughs> yeah, so I think someone we, someone we knew wrote this. Someone this did is this to us. mad. Sound is another key component of both Vampire and A24. <laughs> uh, and no other movies so key it's a key component the former was made during the former being vampire was made during the unsteady crossover of silent film and talkies mm. eh, little, okay i don't know i don't know if the dates line up on that but necessitating select like it was intentional <laughs> yeah yeah maybe <laughs> almost like he wanted to make it silent Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> he's like I don't have me I don't have my sound around. I don't know how a Danish person sounds. Um, <laughs> Just like that. something like that. Only if I only had the studio money and I was not such an indie filmmaker like Kevin Smith. That's a Russian man. <laughs> if I only had some uh, some recording oh, equipment around, maybe. There you go. that's a Dane. <laughs> Might be a guy I know named Dane. <laughs> that's definitely not not a Dane. So yeah, my my friend Dane. <laughs> um, <laughs> the former was made during the crossover, necessitating selective use of recorded dialogue and more emphasis on title cards. In this case, whole pages of a book and musical scoring. So 
because there were in the crossover period between silent and film and talkies in 1932, uh, they, it was selective. Like you had to really choose uh, the dialogue <laughs> properly. Um, the music gives it an almost balletic quality in which sound is used to convey and emphasize the action on screen. <laughs> it doesn't fucking say that. Uh, I had to squint at that to make sure I was actually reading that correctly. She's just defining what music is. <laughs> you uncultured bitch. She is <laughs> trying to say that there's a line between A24 and um, a Carl Theodore Drive. Yeah, they both use music to emphasize things. <laughs> they both use sound to emphasize oh, the action on screen. Shit. I'd love to find her Twitter and see what she thinks about like Lady Goddard. She's like, the music is not emphasizing the action on screen. In fact, it seems to be emphasizing something off screen. <laughs> she's she's just yeah. She would just be like, yeah, I really wish I was watching Birdman. <laughs> uh, I was looking. I hear a couple fighting, but I see traffic. <laughs> What's going on? I think did someone someone uploaded the wrong file. Yep. Yeah. I'll send an email to criterion.com. Jean-Luc Godard clearly does not know how to organize his audio files. <laughs> so she uh, she says A24 is notable for its long dialogue free stretches. Is that what you know it for? No. Um, in which sound and vision come together to create atmosphere. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not making this up. This is a real article. It's crazy probably. you didn't also just write this to fuck with me. I mean, I'm going to do that to you one day, but and today, this is not that. This is uh, came from the real world. Films like The Witch heighten the themes and sense of dread with vocal accompaniment. It sounds almost ritualistic, a frantic human component of the story. Jesus. We're just going to keep going. Symbiology is really what makes these pictures what they are. I thought it was sound and image. Nope. Now nope. I've lost the page. I'm getting an ad for Pinocchio. Hold on. <laughs> um, which we'll talk about sooner than later. I'm saving it for when we do it for the app. I just passed the thing about it. It's like an old house, slightly askew. <laughs> She's thinking of a Tim Burton style house in her mind. Yeah. 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 She is. Okay. So um, each movie is like an anth each movie is like an anthropological study on ancient cave paintings or long abandoned tools. The viewer is implored to read between the lines and explore for themselves what is really going on under the surface. Oh my god. That only happens in this one movie. The opening scene of Vampire keeps cutting back to a ferryman hold. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. She's yes, yes, yes. Cornstalks, redemption. Um, A24. Okay, here we go. A24, of course, delves so heartily into symbology that the internet has a plethora of ending explained essays that really dissect the images and examine their deep and meaning deeper meaning wow 
I, normally you would use Indian explained essays as something to have a go. I think she's, <laughs> I think she's saying work cited. Mm-hmm. I think she is. <laughs> it is. It is arguable that the film industry, even the wider art world in general, has reached several creative peaks since the start of the 20th century. Oh. Arguable. And these have each been reactionary in nature. Why does it every sentence get worse? Yeah. We're not adding more to this than is already there. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just being gifted. It is arguable, even in the art world, not just the film, it's arguable, even in the art world in general, that there have been several creative peaks since the start of the 20th century. And these have been reactionary in nature. Brilliant. While the likes of Dreyer and Boonwell were relatively early figures in the history of cinema, uh, in their time, art was being turned on its head by counterculture movements, mostly in response to World War I. Uh, do you know what those are? Can you name anything except Dadaism? Oh, this was how Dadaism came about. <laughs> in which any sense of logic and order was rebelled against in favor of radical expression. It was essentially a giant middle finger to cultural norms. Yep. You, yeah. You, do you really, you got it down to its core. It's a giant middle, yeah. I think uh, Kirsten Cinema wrote this. <laughs> now in the 21st century, many feel that the art of film, at least in its mainstream form, has grown stale, lazy, or run out of ideas. The standard theatrical release of the 2020s can be fairly easily defined. Okay. The likes of A24 are the rebels with a cause in this regard. <laughs> can we call this episode rebels with a cause? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Their objective is to tell stories differently. And by doing so, breathe a, a bit of life back into studio filmmaking. The cultural landscapes of 1930s cinema and 2020s cinema have their similarities. And because of this, some works of the former could be seen as spiritual predecessors to the latter. Vampires, most definitely, one such work. <laughs> end of article. That's the close. That's the end. <sighs> Everybody needs to go through the delousing chamber now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say at the end of this episode, you need to just play like a sad, like war song. <laughs> uh, if anyone would love to disprove disprove that uh, uh, journalism, especially uh, film journalism, has died, I'll rest my case. <laughs> you know, here, 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 and I second what my brother's saying. Holy I don't shit. I, I, I don't do we, have anything to say about that. I just don't. What do we do in a world full of uh, Lunas, you know? I mean, what do you do? That's just, I, I guess at the start, I said, if they're truly a kid, I will have sympathy and I won't be mad. But that doesn't change the fact that I am filled with a deep-seated fear and dread for where we're headed child or not whoever wrote that i'm trying to find okay here's what we're gonna do before we find before we close this bad boy out 
Do we have anything to leave them with that's not um, complete vacuous uh, despair? I know, because I was going to say we can say our next screening after this next round, but that's naked and liar liar. So I guess maybe just it's never been more apt than when we've joked about it before, but I guess we really do mean it this time when we say good night and good luck. Yeah, please, please come see Naked and Liar Liar. And, um, and uh, yeah, I think we're done here. Stay, stay safe out there. Yeah, it's been nice talking to you all. <laughs>